apparently women don't like Bitcoin. What am I talking about, Sanjay? Uh, so I sent you a video yesterday and it basically deciphered that testosterone <laughs> makes women bad at Bitcoins. That sounds like some bullshit and hmm. it sounds like the perfect kickoff point for our new podcast, Deconstructing the News. Deconstructing. Where we basically are going to take a look at media bullshit and why, yeah. why are we going to look at that? Because we've been discussing a lot of pieces recently, whether it's a video piece or an article or an app and um, they're quite disappointing. I guess we can start by privilege checking and fact checking the media and maybe we'll get to learn ourselves along the way. This is Jugaad Journalism and we Jugaad the news. So what did you think of the video initially? Well, I mean, I immediately had concerns when I saw the title which was Bubble Alert, Women Don't Like Bitcoin. So I was like, okay, that definitely sounds like clickbait, but I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because, you know, that's the responsible thing to do here. Um, and I started watching the video and unfortunately it, confirm it confirmed my concern. Give us just an idea of some of these like alerts that go off once you... This was also one of the reasons I sent you the video because I, I watched it and I liked a bit of it and then I was like, wait a second, this is not what you were talking about in the beginning of the video and the tone completely changed and they started talking about things in a way that was very different from how the video started so that's something i didn't see coming but you had your like apprehensions about it well so. i mean first what it was are these the title. things that you yeah. think of when you see it so first women don't like bitcoin that is such a generalization hmm. so immediately i was like i don't know about this and then it was hosted by a white dude, <laughs> basically. Okay. So I was like, okay, you know, there are some white dudes who understand gender dynamics, but I'm, mm -mm. I'm skeptical. So okay. then I just started watch it, watching it, and unfortunately he confirmed my concerns. But for you, you what was the point where the alarm bells started going off? So um, I... There weren't really alarm bells, but from the beginning of the video, I was like, okay, um, maybe this will just be a report on how uh, technology, different technology fields, especially the developing ones, need a lot more diversity, which is a problem we've been having, whether it's big tech companies or small. But then it turned into this like reaffirmation act <laughs> which is just trying to like make you agree with it that yeah women are not in bitcoin because they're not meant to be maybe like and i was like are you sure <laughs> like there's something wrong with the logic there yeah absolutely and um i think what makes journalism like this so toxic is that it just reinforces these stereotypes that are already used to put women down in tech spaces and uh, in the workplace a lot. And, and I think that's what was really disappointing about seeing this piece of journalism from Beam News, which was supposed to do good things. And it just, it makes me wonder if there were any women who were there when the script was written, <laughs> basically. So 
let's uh, let's have a listen to a little bit about the video, and, and we'll sort of like give you our reactions as we're watching it. Yeah. Hey, it's Lou, and here's the thing: three of my now former colleagues built a cryptocurrency mine in the basement of our old office. Now, what do you notice about the three people who built that mine in our old office? They're all white. They're all under 34 years old, and they're all men. So, so is the guy presenting it. Right, so <laughs> the guy who's presenting it is also a white man. Now, what? when I saw this, I felt like initially, I was like, okay, this is a good sign. They're checking their privilege. They're completely aware yeah, that's exactly of the what I thought. context that they're coming from. So I was like, okay, maybe it won't be as bad as I thought. So they sort of disarmed me at the beginning, oh. despite the title. But then it just gets worse. It just goes downhill from here. This was like the best part of the video. Why aren't more women involved in cryptocurrency? As it turns you. out, the surprising answer to that question is bad news for Bitcoin. They don't really get to that point where it's like, it's bad news for Bitcoin. But also, <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> they just keep trying to reinforce why it's the way it is, because it should be that way. But like also to just any... come up with such an assumption like, yeah. on, on, on the basis of, of, like, they're like, oh, n not even just come up with an assumption. It's just that they, they decided that they found the answer to the question. Yeah. When reality is so much more complex than this detail. And avoided cryptocurrency because of the bro culture around it. Did, uh, towards some Lamborghinis, there's a dealership in Newport Beach that takes Bitcoin for Lamborghinis. The assumption here being that women don't like cars. <laughs> yeah, because how, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's mine. That's my toy. <laughs> Early advocates of Bitcoin were attracted to digital currency because it made it easier to engage in the holy trinity of male bad behavior. Drugs, illegal guns, and porn. I'm just going to do some research here. Shall we take a look at like the percentage of women who watch porn versus men? I mean, we can just deconstruct each one of these assumptions that were made at the beginning of the video that, oh, only men like drugs, only yeah. men watch porn, only men are into like gambling and that sort of thing. But from places like Pornhub, which loves pushing out statistics <laughs> about how much people like watching porn. Mm. And they found that um, Brazil, for example, has a 29% female viewership base. Yeah. And the world average is 23% women do, you know, yeah. watch porn. So this idea that men use Bitcoin because they wanted to watch porn, I, it, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. There's even a part of the men's rights movement that encouraged cryptocurrency as a way to hide money from a wife that may eventually divorce you. Citing male activists <laughs> as evidence. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't even know. I, see, at this point, it, when I was watching the video, I was like, okay, he's going to point out how that's bullshit. But, but no. He, he let's didn't. see. Let's let's leave it okay. out. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> let's I see. How, let's see I where it goes. I, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> up to Ariana Simpson, a prominent investor in the crypto space. She rejected the crypto frat premise, saying it was an outdated view of the industry. Laura Shin, a journalist who has an excellent crypto podcast, pretty much said the same thing. So what gives? What's holding the women back? Isabella Kaminska, another journalist covering the space, put an interesting thought in my head. The gender divide in crypto is connected to the idea, and now I'm quoting her, that women are more adept at recognizing scams due to being more risk averse in general. Okay, let's put aside the scam part for a moment and focus on the second part. Are women more risk averse and what implications does that have when it comes to investments 
like Bitcoin. So I did my research, and there is a lot of academic literature that demonstrates that women are more risk averse than men. The reason why women are more risk averse is a bit of a question mark and hinges on the familiar nature or nurture debate. So I'm gonna just stop it right here. He, it feels like he thinks he's getting away with making all of these arguments because he interviewed women journalists and yeah. stuff like that. But at the same time, I, f I feel like he's not really listening to what they're saying. Yeah, it's like picking like, up the uh, quotes that will make a good headline. So he's, he's linked to a few studies, which I'm just pulling up. Brad and Terrence, those sound like men's names. Gary Charnes and Uri Nizi. Now, Uri, I guess, could be a name that's, you know. But it is sex, also but Gary used by is men. definitely a man. Yeah. And okay, we have one study where there is a woman, but also a man. Mm -hmm. So I would say that most of the studies he's quoting are by men. And I think that what's really important in these conversations is, and what he's completely lacking from this video is, okay, if in the scenario where you can actually prove that women are more risk averse than men. Yeah. What are the societal factors that make women more risk averse? How about the fact that women get punished more for behavior that risk, men yeah. completely get away with, right? The nurture side of this argument is pretty obvious. Through pop culture, our education systems, the way we communicate about gender in general, women are encouraged to play it safe. Should. So that's fine. He's, he's being so woke at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But I want to focus on the nature side of why women, in general, are more risk averse and hence avoid things like cryptocurrency. According to research by John Coates, do you yeah, hear cause, the Because nature can never be wrong. Like, right, a nature can... study cannot be wrong. Because science. Yeah, because science. Science is always right. It's totally so. objective. <laughs> I mean, I love the white male confidence with which he is saying this. Why does he get to decide what he wants to like focus on as being the actual answer? According to research by John Coates, a Wall Street trader turned neuroscientist and white man. Biology is to blame. Specifically, the more testosterone in your body, the more likely you are to take risks. And on average, men have about 15 to 18 times the amount of testosterone as women do. Yeah, that had nothing to do with social constructs. Like you, that, that study just managed to simplify based on chemicals and made two correlations and that's it. Right, it's complete <laughs> correlation, right? Study, Why don't, he could have he done like, oh, people with short hair, because often men tend to have shorter hair than yeah. women, people with short hair tend to, tend take, to take more, more risks risk. than people with long hair. Yeah. I would love to see the subset of this and I'm guessing it will be something around 200, 300 men served in a tiny city in some place. How about we check that right now? <laughs> because thank you, Beam, for <laughs> leaving us the links so that we can basically destroy you yeah. without leaving this YouTube page. Yeah, I, I mean, it's fine. If you want to have like a, me, like your thought bubble and completely go into some tangent and try to f like, ex like reaffirm your own beliefs. Okay, do it in that garb. Don't use just some random study to like reinforce and make your work seem legit. Yeah. That's not how it works. No, it's really not. Um risk taking i'm just trying to i'm just scrolling through here and i still don't even have the methodology for this uh do you study. do you have the size of the study just but there's not even the method the methodology should tell you how many people yeah, were thing there was no methodology this it's a review it's a review study which means that he reviewed literature oh no 
Okay. Because I'm it's just also quoted with a lot bit. of confidence. It's quoted with such. It, this is the whole base of their video. They yeah. found this study and they were like, bam. <laughs> <laughs> Again, okay. not based on like actually studying human beings out on his own, right? So the the assumptions that Beam is making is based on assumptions of assumptions other people have made. Right. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> stuff like this just makes me angry because it's just wrong. Yeah. And it's really irresponsible journalism. Okay, on a tangent, how often do you find these things? Oh, like, all the time. How much varied do you have to be and how much you've learned over time? Like, if you read this, probably, say, in school, you would not spot these things. But over time, you had to inculcate this habit. And that's yeah. something that's important. But I think mm -hmm. I started becoming aware of these issues back when I was in uni. You know, even science, which we all... And even which I have been raised to believe is this, like, it's, it's the, the, the truth, it's the final yeah, statement, and it's, it's just like the most objective way of understanding the world. Yeah. Um, I started realizing that that's really just not the case. True. So now when it comes to pieces of journalism, um, one of the first things I'll do is if I'm reading an article that is about women or um, about sexism or something, is I will check if the writer is a man or a woman. Yeah. I will, and 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 then you know I'll I'll still try to keep an open mind and be like okay, because I really love it when men get it right. Like mm. I really love it when you know there's a man who Girls supports rare. the movement because it's, it's rare, but also it's so important because yeah. I think men listen to other men in the world. That's one of the many ways in way in in which the the world becomes less sexist. And so 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 the the steps that I take to pay attention to these things, and then yeah. I'm actually going to ask you the same question because I'm sort of curious about your process. First question, who wrote it? Hmm. Second question, are they making general assumptions and statements? And third is, are they assuming that, that their understanding or their take is the be all end all answer to these actually really complex nuanced questions? Yeah. What about you? So for me, it was always, uh, it's kind of similar to all the pieces that I do. Like I, try to understand what is the you know underlying theme that's going on in the piece and sometimes it's easy to spot sometimes it's tough but that's something that I think gives it away like if someone is making generalizations so that person has already made up their mind before doing the reporting but um, that case by case basis like sometimes you can tell that okay this thing does not add up because I've read something different somewhere else so it can be that now a lot of these things I'm blind to as a man like of it, course it, it, it's very difficult for me to spot so I have to do a lot of referencing so it, uh, the new tip that I've gotten I will check the byline <laughs> but uh, otherwise what I look for is underlying themes that kind of uh, help me understand the... I do want to say that the byline is not a... Hack. a f it's a hack, but it's, <laughs> it's not a, a foolproof, but right? I'm because sure it, doesn't, it works. It works a lot of the time, but I also don't want to make assumptions, right? Because yeah. like by looking only at the name, we are discounting yeah, in the LGBTQ true. community. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know if someone is, you know, a transgender person. There's a lot that like names don't tell us. And, and sometimes, name. or a woman with a uh, man's true. name, yeah. or, or sometimes... You know, with all of the social constructs that we've grown up with, sometimes yeah. we do have assumptions that come when we read mm -hmm. names, yeah. right? 
So um, I, I would say that, you know, checking if it was written by a man or not is an interesting gauge and, you know, it's, it's something mm -hmm. that I do to sort of like check, mm -hmm. but it's not perfect and we shouldn't just rely on that. And I have also read plenty of super sexist journalism that was written by women yeah, to begin with. And that's that's the thing, just like writing about something that's important is not the only thing that you have to do. You have to do it the right way. All right, shall we listen to the rest of this offensive video? Yeah. That's why statistics show that men are more inclined to do risky things like gamble, skydive, and invest in volatile assets like Bitcoin. So, no for skydiving? I would, would totally you, would skydive. You I would never skydive. Because <laughs> 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 I have such a bad case of vertical. And here's the crazy part. When risky testosterone-fueled behavior pays off, your body generates more testosterone. It's a cycle, wow. something referred to as the winner's effect. Who coined the winner's effect? That, like, idea. what? Oh Forget the winner's effect. I'm, I'm just amazed that he's still going on that bullshit study. <laughs> I know. I'm going it, 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 it lasted this long. Yeah. Dip inside one. But the increased testosterone could blind you to the downside of risk. I wasn't prepared for I didn't anticipate that. In the case of Bitcoin, you watch the value of your investment go up and up, and your body chemistry literally encourages you to keep gambling on it. I mean, gambling's been shown to be addictive for, for just in general, but I have no idea what testosterone has to do with gambling addictions. He's not quoting a study here. He's just making yeah. the assumptions on the go. So now, he this is, is a new beam study. It's scary to a lot of people. It suggests that this space might be fueled by male overconfidence and testosterone-fueled risk-taking. This was an idea I heard from Duncan Stewart, a researcher at Deloitte. Duncan told me that when he was a fund manager in the late 1990s, men at his firm outperformed the women because the men made risky investments on tech stocks that initially paid off. Or maybe because there weren't that many women exactly. allowed to begin with. Exactly, but clearly and someone had a drink with someone <laughs> at a bar. made women more cautious about yeah. taking risks because they didn't want to get in trouble. Maybe, just a thought. Maybe they weren't even in the position to take risks. Exactly. Mm. We they, don't know they were this, not given that, the anecdote, that anecdotal evidence is BS. Yeah. Then the tech bubble burst, and all of a sudden the more cautious female managers were getting better returns. What do you have to say about the I think uh, that position of women improving after uh, tech bubble bursting? I mean, there are so many other factors going on. <laughs> exactly, like the fact right? That over time, it's you see more women in STEM fields. Exactly. And um, it just makes that assumption that, okay, it wasn't doing well. And after the tech bubble, this something is doing well. So it's clearly related to this and no other external factors, right? right. There's nothing else happening. No, There's exactly. just gender and money here. There is no social dynamics reference. There is no other considerations for anything. This is just a really shallow report just based on like half an hour of research. If, if this person spent more than half an hour on this research, I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed in the video in general. No, but there was also like, I feel like the reason why he even brought this anecdotal evidence up hmm. is because he's just like, oh, look, I'm saying men were good at this and women were good at this, so therefore equality, which is, it's just bullshit, right? Like it, it, it makes no sense. He's just 
deluding himself with quote-unquote facts. Evidence is supported by research. The two economists behind this paper created an experiment that studied all male and all female groups of investors. In the experiment, they made a major observation. I quote, in all male markets, bubbles occur. In all female markets, bubbles do not occur. Let's see, how many people did this study uh, quote? Okay, 82 males, 89 females. Amazing, that's totally That's something. a tiny that's... number of people to be making such a broad assumption on. And it's not just bubbles that women are good at spotting and avoiding. According to research, professional female investors make fewer trades. They take more time considering the trades. Probably because they're punished if they do it wrong. Ellen Powell, uh, who was an investment partner um, at a major investing firm, uh, who then took her firm, Kleiner Perkins, to court um, saying that she had to face a lot of sexist behavior and that often, um, and I read the article that she wrote like about a year after the, the court yeah. case around her closed. The article is available on The Cut and it's by Ellen Powell. You should really read it. All this data indicates that men and women should make investment decisions together. No level of privilege is taken into account here. It's just yeah. man and woman. Their, their nuances, their different privileges are completely, completely ignored in this entire statement. That, I, I think, was the biggest um, problem I saw in this video. That it, it just tried to oversimplify everything. That crypto investor I mentioned earlier, Ariana Simpson, thinks cryptocurrency and its underlying technology are not only ways to make a ton of money, but also have the power to completely reshape broken and often sexist financial and bureaucratic systems. Partic so why didn't we hear more from this woman in this video? Because I feel like maybe but, she has more to say than this white dude. I don't know, but bubble or no bubble, watch what the women are doing and maybe invest with them too. It can make you rich. Okay. <laughs> what? God, what are you investing in? Oh. Gendermix is so good at this. I just want to close by talking a little bit about how flawed science can be. Now, I'm a huge fan of science. I love reading scientific studies and um, like trying to learn as much as I can. But scientific studies, especially ones that look at differences between men and women, are extremely flawed. If we study biology and have sex ed, we are taught that, you know, the sperm, male sperm goes towards the egg. It is this active little squiggly thing that sort of burrows into the yeah. passive female egg mm -hmm. to then make a woman or animal pregnant, right? So this, there, we have already in biology textbooks for kids around the world saying that like, oh, the men are the active mm -hmm. sort of pursuers yeah. and women are the passive, they just let things happen to them, yeah. which is a toxic stereotype to begin with. But studies recently have shown that the egg is just as active in the fertilization process as mm -hmm. sperm and that sperm are not strong enough on their own to yeah. actually, you know, burrow their way through the outer layer of the egg to reach fertilization. Um, you know, the eggs have to seek out almost the, the sperm in order to reach fertilization. So 
just something basic like that, some basic biology that we're taught at a very young level already sets up those stereotypes yeah. and, and, and we actually have a lot of unlearning to do um, and we have to look, relook at a lot of the scientific studies that are out there. Anything that you'd like to add? Uh, when are we doing this again? <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> this is fun. Um, maybe tomorrow we can take down another horribly reported piece so, of so journalism. Are we, we sticking to deconstruction or are we doing takedowns now? Let's do deconstruction because I, I'm hopeful that we'll find some good content out there. Yeah. We'll also share. Yeah. And uh, so we'll leave the link to the video wherever we can. And um, see you again. Bye. Share this podcast. And subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>